let me say that the political if you like, the political big This is the News Made of Students podcast. It's myself, Lex, here with my boy Ace. You're not middle class, you're not black white. Joy, one podcast at a time, discussing all things. Statistically, it looks like in London yeah. right now, yeah. this is predominantly a problem of young black teenage boys. Yeah. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on, my bro? No, much, man. We out here another day surviving post-pandemic, or shall we say mid-pandemic? Who knows what, <laughs> what would define this time? <laughs> And I, I don't know if we're in the beginning, the middle, the end. I don't know, bro. There, mm-hmm. there, you know, it, it, it seems that there's no end in sight, but I'm not even trying to be like be be putting those negative vibes out there, man. This thing's mm-hmm. this thing's done. We're we 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 we've we've all done our part. We're all coming we're all coming strong to the end now, bro. So that's it, man. Yeah, man. Reporting live from London, you know, pretty much. Seem what it's, we're, we're pretty much given perspective of what it's like on the ground in one of the biggest cities in the world, which seems to be shrinking as a lot of the big fishes are taking up all the water, we should say. Yeah. No. It's mad. It's, it's, been, it's been a very, very interesting news week this week in terms of, I guess, COVID, in terms of government politics. And then we mentioned in the last episode that, you know, there's no, no hope in sight for Labour. However, just yeah. recently, after some of the new legislation was brought in by the Tory government, and I believe that is mainly the, the raise in national insurance, as well as yeah. the, the, cutting off of, um, the cutting off of universal credit, has seen yeah. the Labour Party pretty much take leading position in the polls for the first time in a long time. <laughs> Yes, and uh, you know it, the question is really: Can they capitalize on this 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 minor minor lead in the polls and actually um, build some momentum from here moving forward? Personally, I think not. I think it's gonna um, it's gonna wane quite quickly, and um, I don't feel like uh, the 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 yeah, I, I just don't feel like they're gonna take the bulls by the bull by the horns really and really try and um, build a platform for the people on this because you know you know it's it's, it's we've obviously we, we've known this for a long time that the way that we see the two major parties in this country the tories are for the 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 few and the labor laborers for the the, the many or oh, as well that that's why that's how we perceive them generally and um it's all been confirmed well it's it's things that we've characters that we've always believed about the tory club party has just been confirmed once again by um an old an old an old almost i'll go say an old friend almost <laughs> but by uh <laughs> an old old, old i'm not old, call him an old guy uh uh michael golf mm-hmm. bro honestly i can't believe this. When, I, when, when i saw or heard i should say this footage from michael golf and it definitely was him it wasn't like it's not a situation where someone could turn around and be like oh like you can't how can we confirm it's him it's definitely with michael golf and for those who don't know what i'm talking about it's basically footage have come out has come out 
uh, are from Michael Gove debating on the British Empire in 1987. And honestly, shall I just play some of the footage? Yeah. Sounds about right. Let me play some of the footage for like so that you guys can understand what I'm trying to say. Context. Morality. He said it was a good thing. Indeed, the whole case of the opposition has been that it's immoral to keep an empire. Yeah, yeah. Now that is not the question one of the stuff. Now, Mr. David Gottlieb talked of morality. He said it was a good thing. Indeed, the whole case of the opposition has been that it's immoral to keep an empire. Yeah, yeah. So his whole stance was about, you know, Britain keeping its empire. Um, empire was good for Britain and it was good for the rest of the world because obviously the rest of the world couldn't look after themselves. Um, that's just one of his speeches, by the way. There's also another speech he made uh, in uh, on Margaret Thatcher. I think it's from the same time. Yeah. This was back in 1987 as well. And this is obviously then attacking the class. So, so you know, there might be some listeners we have that might be like, oh, well, you know, that's not racist what he said about empire. Empire was great for, like, you know, black and brown people in, in, in the global self and stuff. Well, cool, if that's what you believe. He, doesn't, he also doesn't care about poor white people as well. So let me, let me play this one for you guys. At last, experiencing a new empire. An empire with a happy size stamps over the cruel, dirty, toothless face of the northerner. Hmm. At last, Mrs. Thatcher is saying, I don't give a fig for what half of the population say, because the richer half will keep me in power. This may be amoral, this may be immoral, but it's politics and it's pragmatism. We... Like, wow. bro, well, what can you say? Wow. What can you, come on, like... And like, these are the people in power. These are the people that are calling the shots right now. Bro, these are their, their true radical beliefs in, in 2021. He you said know? it in black and white, bro. In black and white. He said it clear as day. Again, we've always believed this. We've always known this. This is the this is the the ethos. This is the 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 the, 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 the nucleus of this party. You know, they do not care about people. They do not. And the quicker people realise this, the more that, one, you could do for self, and two, you can just oust this fucking government and oust this party, and we can hold these people more accountable. Yes. And it is very, very important to realise this is not a game. <laughs> this is very, very dangerous and very, very real for everyone, for you and I. Anyone that's actually listening, anyone that is present, this is the current reality. It's not, it's not about someone that is trying to move from a working class and increase the quality of their life through some sort of meritocracy. This is not what's going on here. This is, if you are not born into the families of the rich, of the families of those who have taken advantage using force to pretty much graft their status, which is historically how it was done, then you are pretty much a peasant in the eyes of the current leaders of the world. It's not about new money. They don't treat people with new money in this way, in, 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 the, in the regard in which they're talking about in terms of class. This is literally a class identification issue here. This is a school of education. This is the private school education curriculum and thinking of those who are born 
with this full, it's more than a silver spoon at this point, due to the vast amount of wealth that has been tapped into. This is literally the platinum spooner, or shall we call it a platinum gun here, where they're aiming to drive bullets into the hearts of everyday people. At the end of the day, it's like we said in our last episode, like, in the UK, it's literally working bills. Even going out to have fun is feeling painful for many people. And personally speaking, in the terms of a, a, direct, a direct effect of it, I currently work in a city, yeah? And these days, on the way to work, yeah, can I trust the train lines? No. Why can't I trust it on the underground, you might ask? I'll tell you why. Because people are committing suicide on these lines every day, hour to hour. You see a body that someone has jumped over. Someone has jumped over. Is this the kind of society and culture that we are really going to sit here and pretty much mandate without, by, by not taking a stance to oust this current, this current government? Yeah, this is a tough time due to the pandemic, due to COVID and sickness, due to these lockdowns, due to these travel restrictions. But guess what? It doesn't have to be this hard. It doesn't have to be this processless, nor does it have to be su such a whack job in the surface, but in depth, a job do, being done to marginalize those who are trying to change their lives and trying to improve their lives of themselves and the people around them via work, via work and via, via action. What, what has happened here is people have been told, go to school, go to college, go to university, go to, go to school, learn a trade, come and perform these trades and you'll have an opportunity through buying a house, through, through um, to buy a house, you'll have an opportunity to live, to live a better quality of life, to have regular grocery shopping. Yeah, that's what's been promised. But then now, in reality, they're taking all of that away. Isolating, isolating Britain again. Isolating people that are the most vulnerable and ensuring that they pretty much die off. It's, it's really wild. Like For the first time in a long time, we're seeing Labour, the Labour government, take lead in the polls. Yeah, like we just mentioned. Are they going to capitalise on it? Who knows what Keith is thinking? However, what that shows is the desperation now <laughs> being seen as, we, as we're seeing everyday people. It's not just the working class either. I need to, I, I need to <laughs> you need to make that prevalent. Like, no one can go a year without work right now, without slaving every day to work, mm -hmm. which is not a natural concept, by the way. This might be what we've been educated and indoctrinated into. But it's, it's not, this is not it. Let me be real. This over, over 80 hours a week of, <laughs> of, of struggle and forcing, forcing the mind to do things that are outside of the personality and outside of the spirit. That's not it, by the just as a little FYI. But this is where, where we're at. Even the highest earners are finding themselves being trapped in the system. If it was just about earning money, then those who earn will be liberated and feel free. But this is not the case. What you think the people that are jumping are the people that are on universal credit. It's not that. <laughs> the people that are yeah. making these jumps on these train lines are people that, are, that have the houses, have the mortgages, yeah. and have not even necessarily been able to make these mortgage payments because of the pandemic, because of Brexit. Mm -hmm. You know? So if these are the people that the working, the lowest of the lowest are to aspire to are jumping... <laughs> What, what is the hope here? You know, where, 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 where are we going? 
Mm-hmm. And I, I ask this question where we're going all the time. Why? Because we need to really dive in and delve in to saying and put a, put a halt to where we're being dragged to by Boris and his clown parade and his comrades. Because it's, it, it's beyond the joke at this point. It's very beyond the joke at this point. And I doubt another year like this is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to pan out well without, and then, without them trying to use the media again to pinpoint a new enemy. If it's not COVID, it's the immigrants. If it's not the immigrants, it's the anti-vaxxers. If it's not the anti-vaxxers, it's the working class benefit thieves. And yeah. we all know when this started. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah. Been, it's been a non-stop domino effect since the financial crash of 2008. Yeah. yeah. Non-stop. Other people. Non-stop. Distractions and excuses. <laughs> yeah. Right. We're just gonna keep. We're just gonna keep blaming other people and still keep 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 uh, instilling division within our our society and our communities. Like, thank God for the Good Law Project, who are using legal met- metrics and legal measures to to pretty much to pretty much hold the government to account as much as possible. But <laughs> we definitely need more than just the just the Good Law Project. I'll be real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be real. Yeah. Like legally, is what is going on even <laughs> in terms of in terms of these policies that that they're making? Is this COVID passport even realistically? Is it really? Is it legal? Again, there's hope, bro. I think when they passed the Coronavirus Act. Um, uh, they 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 get they basically offer themselves a whole host of powers which they can they can in, in, in implement at any point at any time. Um, now again, whether COVID passports are, are are right or wrong and stuff, you know, for in terms of from a public health stamp standpoint, that's what we should be looking at. Unfortunately, a lot of it now has been politicized, and it's more to do with oh, okay, so if we want to stop certain people from going to a restaurant or or or, or to you know just to access basic amenities like a shop or something we can now do that and i think this is where people are worried about that it does set a a very worrying and slippery precedent for the future Mm -hmm. um you know especially when you're thinking about a virus a disease in which you know i think like I've, I've said this many times on our previous episodes and stuff where in like 10 maybe 20 years time or maybe even sooner we're all going to look at this period of time as a society in the history of time and really scrutinize the policies the the both private and public sector um, um, how the private and public sector moved in this time like bro i was on amazon the other day again and they were selling mask. no no not amazon sorry take that back I was in Boots, sorry, the other day. They were selling face masks, surgical face masks for £25 for a 10-pack. Wow. Bro, no one could tell me. Cool. I, get, I, I understand economics, supply and demand. I do get that. Mm-hmm. But £25, bro. I'm sorry, man. So, you know, we're going to have to look at the public sector for that. I told you, I'm travelling in a couple of days. Bro, they're charging like £150 for a PCR test, £300 if you want to get it, the next day the results like wow. come on bro 
Like we have to look at it like, right, is this like, is this already part of, you know, public health and 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 trying to to um to and that's yeah, that's whether you're vaccinated or not, right, by the way. So unvaccinated or vaccinated, you have to pay this money. Like that's yeah. that's just yeah, that's just the rules. But um and I know Saji Jarvis has come out and said, yeah, he's looking, he's talking or he's discussed with the CMA um in regards to you know ways in which they can regulate that market because obviously it's a, it's a wild west you could charge anything if anything. you have the facilities and you know you have the qualification then you could charge whatever you want for these tests um and you can charge whatever you want for these masks and all this kind of stuff you know that's why they say that there's been a massive transfer of wealth during this pandemic and they're just being consolidated at the top you know, some people have missed opportunities. We should have all bought a mask in 2019, but yeah. we could have predicted what was going on, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, but uh, uh, but yeah, you're right, bro. Like, I think, I think, yeah, so sorry, back to what I was saying in regards to like, the Coronavirus Act. It just allows them powers to implement things like this. Now, I've known that some countries have implemented uh, COVID or they don't even call them passports, they call them like passes and stuff or or, or, or like uh, immunity passes and stuff like that. Um, and they, 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 you know, I was watching the, not Prime Minister, I was watching the Boris Johnson address the nation yesterday with Chris Whitty and um, another medical person and stuff. But um, it still wasn't clear whether that is actually, that actually has an effect on keeping cases down or, or limiting transmission. So, because they, and again, but again, confirming again that whether you're vaccinated or not, you can still pass on the virus. So someone that wanted to go to a nightclub, which they're proposing to implement them in nightclubs or large music events or large events in general, if someone that wasn't vaccinated came to, went to an event with a negative PCR test, they won't be allowed entry. But someone that was vaccinated and had COVID would be allowed entry. So these are the things that they need to work out. Um, and obviously right now, in the, at this stage, it's not something that they're implementing. They've actually reneged on their initial thing about implementing it across the UK. I think they're gonna do it this month or next month. And they're saying now it's actually part of their plan B if COVID gets worse, because they, they, they don't wanna obviously have any more national lockdowns Again, yeah. that's up to people to discuss whether that's right or wrong. You know, that, that's the thing that this this thing is so divisive in terms of because cool national lockdown. Some people are like we need to do them to protect ourselves from this virus. Cool. There's some people are like yo like, but like small businesses are literally closing down, like mm-hmm. literally closing down because of this. And also, yeah, lockdown and working from home, but that's only for that's only privilege. Only certain privileged people can do that. But you know auntie and uncle that work for the bus and bus the bus services and, and and nhs and stuff they have to go to work and be on the front lines and stuff like that they can't work from home so only people that really work service-based jobs you know that can even so it's, it, it, it 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 divides it, whatever way you cut it there's going to be division division yeah so you know I, 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 again I, like i say this situation i don't care what party would, would have been in power tories labor green party whatever it was always going to be a tough thing to handle and there was never going to be a right or wrong answer. But we can all see as a population, as a community, as, yeah, a country, that there have been massive mishaps and massive corruption in the, the, the using the name of COVID. Yeah. Massive, massive amounts of money yeah. just going to, 
uh, Tory donors without any justification. But because of COVID, we all have to be like, no, it's COVID. We have to, we have to use this. We have to pay twenty billion for for um, some PPE, hmm. some standard substance, substandard PPE. No, we have to be no it, it, in the name of it. But this is it, and this is where we're at now. So we'll see how the next few months, years, however long you know this thing's going on for. I've heard you know. I've heard 2022 in regards to the extension of furlough. Again, I'm, I'm in support of that because if people can't work because of this, then they shouldn't be disadvantaged financially, uh, especially if they followed everything, you know, that they've been told to follow, etc. cetera. So, um, yeah, we'll see. And the cost of furlough and the cost of paying for the people right now for their social welfare is nowhere near outweighing the cost of the government contracts that have been given out for all of these dodgy services. Nowhere near. Nowhere near the amount of money that is said that will return from leaving Brexit. In fact, the bill for Brexit has cost us even more. All, mm-hmm. all of our issues is coming right now from mismanagement. And I will call it direct, I will call it purposeful mismanagement. Speaking even to a lot of um, friends and a lot of people that are working within the NHS, they can see just how direct the mismanagement is being done to push the agenda of privatization which we already know only works for profits and doesn't ever work for people in when it comes to the medical service so so yeah so i i say i shout out all of the protesters now that are getting in front of the government and then showing that you know they're not gonna they're not gonna stand for it i didn't they they are definitely coming they are definitely in a different position and a lot of them are making big sacrifices on, in terms of financial, in terms of their family, in terms of their own personal lives, as Pretty Patel's pretty much made a lot of things in a protest illegal. So it's a dangerous time right now. I'll be real. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous time wrapped up in, in brunches. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we do need to escape and we do need to definitely keep our heads up. But like we're just going to be drinking ourselves to our own doom if we don't turn around to look at and face the beast eventually. Yeah. You know. This is it. And, you know, next week we'll probably give, well, next episode, I should say, we'll probably we'll give a rundown of the reshuffle, which is currently happening. Um, so we're going to analyse that and see how that goes. Um, hopefully some big names go, but I doubt it. I think the, the, the big three offices, I think, might stay the same. Or the big two. Um, yeah. I think Chancellor and uh, Health Secretary will probably stay the same. Um, I'm not the health secretary, I'm sorry, uh, home of uh, uh, Prince Patel's one. Uh, what's that then? Home secretary, sorry. Home secretary. Oh, so we'll see. Yeah, we shall. And the news definitely made us do that. <laughs>